Hey everybody, welcome to this Ocean Life podcast. I'm your host, Josh Peterson. Today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Burnout Sun Care, a family-owned company based in Santa Cruz, California that specializes in chemical-free, environmentally friendly, and reef-safe sunscreens. Check them out at burnoutsun.com. Now today, in episode number 54, we speak with Stefano Ulivi, a man of Italy who's devoted his life to raising awareness of ocean conservation through underwater filming. Stefano describes the underwater world of the Azores, an island group off the coast of Portugal, where he leads scuba diving tours and films the amazing animals of this really special place. We hear of Pico Island, a relatively new volcanic island that hosts huge schools of manta rays and many, many species of fish and marine mammals. Stefano shares his story of finding his passion for the ocean and his perspective on the evident decline in shark populations due to overfishing and management practices. We also hear of trips to Tonga in Baja, California, where Stefano has interacted with two-week-old humpback whales and a tornado of huge fish. Stefano shares a ton of enthusiasm for protecting the ocean that we can all be inspired by. So, hope you're getting out and having fun in the ocean. Let's all do something great for the water and for each other. And now, let's get into the ocean life with Stefano Ulivi. Hey, Stefano, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show. I'm super happy to be here, my friend. Nice, man. So, hey, start by, you know, you do a lot of different things in the water. And I'm looking at your Instagram and you're doing things and this is kind of how you lay it out, you know, uh, making films, you're a dive master, you're a boat captain, um, a lot of different really awesome things you're doing. Start by telling us where you're at. Are you on today, Pico Island in the Azores? No, my friend. I'm in Italy. Okay, got it, got it, gotcha. But you spend a lot of time in the Azores, right? Oh, yeah, man. Eight months per year Mm. Um, from the the low season till the end of the the high season, of course. Got it. And um, it's a huge season, if you are thinking it, because it's starting in March and it's finishing in the end of October. Yeah, cool. So it's it's a really long season. And more than honest, I I need a pausa. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because it's oh man, I'm in the end of the season. I'm losing, I'm losing pieces of my body. You yeah. know, it's uh, you're in the water, and, just going hard oh, a lot. Yeah. yeah, man, two or three dives every day, man. It's yeah, that's awesome. It, it's beautiful, but it's hard. Man. Yeah, it's hard. for sure. All right, so Stefano, um, start if you yeah. will and describe Pico Island, the Azores, the the areas of the water there that you that you operate and that you do all your filmmaking, and just describe what that what the ocean is like there, the animals, the conditions for folks who've never maybe seen it before. Well, well, uh, first things I discovered Pico Island at least uh, seven years ago, and uh, I don't know if you know where is Pico Island because uh, most of the people they didn't know. Okay. Right. Uh, for example, all my friends, they didn't know where he is. Uh, all my parents, I mean, they didn't yeah. know. Uh, a lot of clients before to arrive there, they have no idea where he is. Hmm. Okay. Um, where was, sorry, uh, where were. And uh, so um, one time there, I realized that, that that place was just a paradise for me. Yeah. Uh, it's a super young, it's a super young island. Okay. So there is no sand. No beaches, okay. Oh. It's a giant piece of rock in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, man. Yeah. <laughs> is uh, oh man, it's super young. That island has only uh, three hundred thousand years. Wow. Okay. 
and it's nothing, man. Right. It's nothing. There is, there is, unfortunately for me, there is no um, colors in the water. There is no coral, ah, for example. Right. Because it's too, it's too young. Yeah. So uh, when you say is, young, I know the Azores. It's a volcanic, right? So that's a really, as you say, three hundred thousand. It's yeah, new yes. mountain that came out of the water. So there hasn't had time for there to be sand. The corals haven't grown. It's that's really pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly this, man. Um, so everything is different compared to what I'm used to see here yeah. in Italy, for example. Yeah. We have beautiful beaches. And one time there, man, I just realized that that place was unique around the mm. world because I traveled a lot around the world and never saw a place like that one. Wow. Um, so why just, was it so unique? What was it about yeah. that was so unique to you? Mm-hmm. There is only two colors, green and yeah. black, all the year around. <laughs> wow. All the year around, man, because it's a spring all the year. The, the average temperature is going from uh, mm, at least 10 degrees in the winter, yep. 30 degrees during the summer. Wow. That's it, man. So for me, it's, it's like spring all the year. Wow. So it's always green. Um, a lot of black lava all around uh, is uh, 50 kilometers long and 20 kilometers wide. Wow. And in this piece of land, you can find just uh, around eight, 10,000 people. That's it, my friend. So living I, on I, the island, all, living in that island. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so for me, it was just amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you can, uh, just amazing. Nature, few people around, just me and the ocean. Right. Wow. That's cool. So, <laughs> so wow. before you found Pico Island, like found it in terms of like, you know, taking, you know, making movies around it, bringing friends, yeah. family, clients. Had you spent a lot of time in the Azores prior to that? Like uh, a lot of time in the, in the ocean there before you found Pico Island? I have to be honest with you, man. I have uh, two lives. Yeah. My first life was uh, selling mobile in Italy. You know, mm. driving my BMW with my laptop, yeah. spending 10, 12 hours driving my car and try to sell Nokia mobile because when Nokia was a great mobile company okay. you know, here in Italy. And I, and I was making money and money and money. But at some point, I just realized that that yeah, is not can be my life. This one, I cannot continue with this life. Okay, mm-hmm. so I start to travel. That's it. My knowledge, my underwater knowledge, was zero. Oh, Z- oh, zero, my friend. Eight years ago, and one time in Pico, I decided that mm, that place could be my house, <laughs> my <laughs> new place. Okay. <laughs> So one time back from my, the, the first travel, the first holidays, I sold my house, I sold my car, I sold everything. Wow. I quit my, I quit my job and I just start travel another time to Pico, find job there, try to find a solution for survive there. And the only one was try to do the dive master. Yeah. And, and man, I discover a new life. Wow. I'm living a second a second life now from yeah. uh, 38 years old. Right. Okay. I so now are six years, and right. I'm living my second life. Wow. So always happy. That's so cool. So you're you're 
working for Nokia, you're driving around making money, you decide there's something different in life for you. You find Pico Island, but you, like you mentioned, you, your ocean knowledge was very limited at that time. And so you, yes. how did you first get into the ocean then? Did you start to scuba dive? Like what, what about the ocean drew you to it and made you decide to learn to dive and become a dive master and everything? Mm, I answer you with another question. Yeah. Uh, did you ever see a whale in the nature? I mean, breathing in front of you, blowing in front of you. Yeah. A whale slapping. Did you did you see a whale in your life? I have. It's very special. Yeah. Okay. For me, that moment changed my life. Ah. That's it. I ha- I have only this que- this answer, man. Uh, from the first blue whale I saw breathing and blowing in front of me and i just realized that i can do this i can watch this i can feel this emotion and i won't feel this emotion every day of my life yeah that's it yeah yeah. and i one time back on the land after that trip i asked it to the boss my actually boss what can i do for do the job of that guy and was my guide on that day ah and I just fight it and work it for created this new job. Yeah, yeah, and, cool. And so, were you out when you saw that whale for the first time? Were you out just whale watching on a boat, and you saw this, yes. and then all this happened? Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's. Cool. I, I just I was doing a whale watching trip, and I saw my first blue whale, and yeah, that's it. Man. Got it. Okay, so you done. you were hooked. You're done at that point. You decided to start diving. Um, got your certification. Yes. Now, when did you also start filming underwater? Immediately, because yeah. uh, making video was my already one of my passion. Okay. Okay. So I just, how is in English, joined the mm. two, um, the new patient with the old one. Yeah, cool. And I, and I just started with the little GoPro yep. in, at the start. And I just realized it. Well, maybe I'm good because I have a lot of good comments. Mm-hmm. A lot of people is watching my videos and my films. And I just realized that maybe I, I need to invest more money to buy yeah. a bigger camera and a, and a beautiful housing and two super strong light and growing and growing and growing right. day, right. day by day by day you know yeah so as you take your fi- as you take video underwater and we'll start talking about um, I, I like to hear a bunch of stories and about the animals yeah. but what was your initial uh, or your original goal with taking the, the film was it to create movies to share with people to sell them like as a, as a means to make money or just to raise awareness for the ocean like what were some of your goals for starting all of the you know videography uh, of course, I started for myself, just for myself, yeah. because yeah. at the start, I didn't have an idea what could have happened with my video and my new life. So I just love it. Spend time in front of the laptop, editing yeah. hours, right. nights, day and nights. I just love it, that, that, that feeling. Right. After that, I started to share my videos. Mm. I started to try to... Mm, sell my videos to some video contest and I won this video mm. contest so I just realized maybe I can do something more and actually I'm working with Shark Project oh. a company a company that is provide to um, try to um, 
fight and try to save the sharks. And right. I don't know if you know the condition of the sharks around the world. Yeah. And they needed uh, one guy in Pico at the Azores, in yep. general at the Azores, try to, you know, film some strange event or some illegal uh, moment. Uh, yeah. So it's going in this direction. Yeah. I'm using in this moment my videos for conservation, right. for help the people to know what happened in the water. Uh, it, just if you, if you can watch my videos from five years ago, you can already notice the difference mm. compared to the last one. The biggest difference is the number of the sharks in the footage. Really? Try. Oh, man, it's catastrophic, the situation of the sharks. Because really, is, 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 is shark fishing a big problem in the Azores and in that area? Everywhere, man. Yeah. I'm more than honest, it's oh, everywhere on the, on the Pacific Island, uh, Ocean. Yeah. I think they are almost extinct, mm. more than honest, okay? Mm. And in the Atlantic, now it's going to be the same, more or less, okay? Yeah. Uh, just for let you know, uh, six, seven years ago, I was playing with uh, 20 sharks, 30 sharks at a time between blue sharks, makos. Uh, now, if you have one or oh. two sharks every four, between four and six hours of chum, man, wow. you are lucky. Wow. You are lucky. That's a big difference. Yeah. That's sad to hear. Oh, man, it's catastrophic. This is because I'm joined and I like to help these associations. Right. You know, and we we are trying to do our best. We are trying to fight every day, but it's not easy. Right. It's not easy. Yeah. So day just, to just with videos, you know. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So day to day, your part is you go out to Pico Island and other places, and you're take you're capturing you know video. Now, while you're doing that, are you you also taking divers out with you, like clients who will go out? Oh, um, of who, course. You lead course. expeditions. So talk about that as well. Yes. So you leading like dive expeditions, and what is that all about? This is this is my um, first job, of course, of yeah. the day. Um, so I'm spending the spring doing the whale watching guides because uh, spring at the Azores is the whale season. Uh, water is cold, it's full of plantons, it's green. Yeah. So it's the, it's the perfect moment and the perfect environment for cetaceans. Mm -hmm. And when I'm talking cetacean, I'm talking, um, we are talking um, of blue whales, passing by blue whales to the humpbacks right. and sperm whales and fin whales and sea whales and brood whales and six, seven different species of dolphins and orcas. And yeah, wow. All, all right there. Orcas. Oh, man, it's unbelievable. Um, summer is different. Summer cold it's cold it is uh, warmer sorry uh blue water no plant on uh, anything there so is the paradise for sharks yeah. mobulas mantas and pelagic fish right in that moment i'm leading some dive i'm doing the guide of dive and uh, yes i'm taking with me till nine people uh, I'm explaining them how entering the water with sharks, for example. I'm trying to teach them how they can interact 
mm. with sharks. Yep. Okay. For example, for mm, a lot of people, they are scared when you are talking about sharks. Yeah. So they need time. They need uh, and help. So I'm just taking them hands in the hands in the water and ex I'm explaining them how um, how you can interact with these animals. For right. example, this is part of my job. Yeah. We have an, another incredible dive spot, 15 nautical miles from the shore, called uh, Princess Alice, where you can find three, four meters mobulus, but giant school of them, wow. till uh, 50, 60 animals together. And if you are thinking about, oh man, if you are talking about the measure of the, this animal, three, four meters each one, yeah. 50, 60 of them. Yeah. But it, uh, but it's not easy. You can find strong current. You mm. need to reach 30, 35 meters deep. Yeah. So it's not it's not for everybody. And right. you need the help. Yeah. I'm doing this, man. Wow. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm playing with humans and animals in the water. Yeah. I'm, just, that's... You, I'm used to, to say this. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So let me, let me touch on a few of those animals you mentioned. Because as I'm looking at your Instagram, yeah. some of the video and pictures you have are things that I dream about doing. I mean, one of them is... Um, first you mm. got a really cool video of a small sperm whale that you got close to. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. how amazing is that? I just, those things are pretty cool. Just hearing about, I've read a lot about them and just, I mean, there's a lot of other cetaceans and whales that you've been around, but that sperm whale, that little small baby sperm whale, talk about that experience of that thing no, like you came up and just went right, what went right by you guys. No, I know your intention. You will make me cry now. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh man, like I said, you for me, whales are mm. are really incredible. They changed my life and they're still doing this yeah. every day. Yeah. And uh, at the Azores, we are trying to protect all that areas. Okay. And the Portuguese government is doing something really well because it's, uh, for example, before to enter in the water, and play with cetaceans, you need to ask the permit, oh. okay? Uh, you cannot enter in the water when you want um, just because I have a boat. No, it's okay? It. There is a close number. You need to ask the permit. And uh, I was all, more than lucky because I was helping a documentarist in that moment. So I was in the water, just in the water. And uh, in September is the end of the love season for the sperm whale. Mm. So um, you can find a lot of babies, a lot of calves in the water. And how you can see from this video, they are more than curious. Wow. Uh, may maybe I was the first humans yeah. next to him. And right. that guy was just asking to himself, what, what is, is this? this? Yeah. Oh, what is these things, you know? So he just went... Close to me, yeah. And I, I, I stopped to breathe for just <laughs> five minutes, man, and that's it. Amazing. Just, just without breathing. Yeah, man, it was unbelievable. Oh. Bigger than me. Yeah, I'm not so big. I'm one meter and seventy-five, and this baby was just double of bigger. Right, right. That's amazing. And then there's another cool shot you have of I think of a really small humpback whale too, just a little guy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But that that moment was in Tonga, not oh, uh, in yeah, the okay. Azores. Yep, but at I'm the Azores, yep. Um, right. Yeah, yep. So, but was exactly the same. And uh, yeah. that guy was in the water with the mom, and uh, exactly the same. Exactly the same. Yeah, More curious. than curious, he approached me. 
and honestly was most scared with the with the handbag because they have, they have a long pectoral oh, fins right and they are moving they are playing uh, it's not so easy staying yeah. clo- close to them right. you know it's they have two meters tail and eh, yeah not right. easy <laughs> now now for the the mobulas you know which are basically manta rays right um for folks yes yeah. yes yes um what are those guys like? I mean, when you have a school of those and you said they're, you know, two to three meters or more wide, which, you know, for folks, you know, listening, it's like, it's like you know, six to eight feet, you know, U.S., um, big, graceful, playful animals. What's it like being in a school? I'm looking at a picture where there's like at least 10 or 12, 15 in the picture. I mean, are they are they curious? Do they swim away? What is it like? How do those animals interact with you? Um, mobulus or mantas in general, manta ray in general, are one of the most clever animals in the water that you can find in the water. Uh, one of the best animals for interact with them. For example, they are loving the bubbles. Hmm. So if you are lucky to have a mobula over you, oh man, you can play with this mobula and your bubbles for hours. Really? He'll just stay there uh, and... Oh, they, they're, they're going to stay there wow. over you, man, for hours and hours just for play with your bubbles. Cool. Or uh, you can um, try to make them more curious just swimming in front of them and moving your fins. <laughs> they just follow you. <laughs> really? So, oh, man, I, sometimes I have all my clients on the line. So I just take the distance from the, from the line. I'm waiting my mobula, just swimming in front of the mobula. Uh, I'm bringing the mobula to in front of my clients. No you know? way. So, oh, <laughs> oh man, it's, they are really, really, really unbelievable, and they 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 can shock at you because when they arrive, it when they are arriving all together with this giant ball of them, they are just how is it in English? Making dark. Oh, they, this they, big they, dark spot oh, coming the, at the, you from the, the water. Oh, the light is gone, man. Just wow. say, what's, what's happened? No way. So you are looking around, you're moving, and you're just realizing, oh, my God. No way. Oh, my God. Yeah. They are wow. all together over you. and oh, That's man. cool. And we so are... you mentioned there's a specific spot where you can go yes. to find the mobulas or find them more, more likely. So are yeah. they – are they pretty um, common throughout the Azores or just certain specific areas? Okay, they are um, they are traveling. They have uh, they are mm. doing a giant migration. Yeah. Okay, they they are arriving at the Azores in that spot just in July. Mm. They are moving from Cape Green, Cape Verde. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. to the Azores, uh, they need more or less one month just for travel. But in, you can find Mobula in this dive spot just from July till the end of September. Yeah, wow. <laughs> just for feet. Feet and um, for the love season. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That special place. Man. Special place. Now, t- switch back to the sharks, you know. Um, of yeah. all of the different species that you've interacted with, do you have a favorite species of shark that you like to dive with the most that maybe is the most engaging or curious or or maybe even like photogenic you know the ones that just kind of come out the best on camera <laughs> mako man really mako sharks oh yeah. mako shark is uh, is the uh, just for let you know it's 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 a sort of 
small white shirt. Yeah. The same shape of the body, the, the, the same uh, billions of tooth yeah. out so because they are swimming, swimming with the mouth completely open. So for me, when you when I am in the water with mako sharks, it's totally another kind of situation. Right. But they are not so curious. They are mm. not. Uh, uh, for example, just for let you know, they are loving uh, live prey. They ah. they need to see movement in the water. So uh, usually we are not killing fish. We are not using live yeah. baits, of right. course. Okay, but this is have to be uh, one of the main point of my job. Um, for example, uh, we are using for create our charm. We are using using just the rest for one little tuna factory mm. that there is in Pico. Okay, sure. so we are going there. With giant bucket, we are cutting everything with these hands. Yeah. So imagine the smell and the condition one yeah. time at home. It's it's horrible, man. Yeah. But it's part of the job. <laughs> so, like I said, you Meiko, they need to see movement in the water. So they are not so curious. Blue sharks, they're totally the opposite. Mm. And they are, for me, the perfect species for uh, entering the water for the first time in, with sharks. For try to. Uh, interact with them like the first experience in the water for me blue shark is perfect uh-huh. they're super curious uh, but they are so smooth and gentle and elegant when they're moving they're totally predictable uh, they can bump on you because they are super curious but yeah. there's no, no problem just pushing them out um, far away with yeah. one hand and that's it. Right. Armhead is is in the middle between Mako and uh, and Blue Shark, for example. Depend of uh, of the sharks that you find that day. Yeah. Uh, if it's more curious or not. Right. But uh, yeah, Mako I think is my favorite one. Yeah. So today, what type of shark do you see? I know I know you're just seeing less and less, unfortunately. But today. What is the species yeah. or different species that you see most commonly out there? Blues. Blues, yeah. Blue shark. Yeah, blue sharks. And it's one of the most common around the world, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking, but uh, six years ago, the number of blue sharks, yeah, it was 10, 15 with uh, four, five makos. Mm-hmm. Now you have one, two, three blues and uh, one Mako every week. Ah, wow. <laughs> Man, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. Uh, two, years, two years ago, we were thinking to, to close Yeah. With, with the sharks. We, we were thinking maybe it's better wait, uh, maybe one year of pausa, you know, maybe it's better with the shark, mm-hmm. for the sharks. But... More than honest, this year went so well. So maybe something is changing. Maybe we have sharks from yeah other places. Yeah, yeah. Right. So right, cross the fingers, my yeah, friend. Yeah, good. Them. Well, that's that's a good sign. Yeah, for sure. Now, 
you also done, as you mentioned, quite a bit of traveling around the world, diving. You mentioned yeah. Tonga. I'm yeah. looking at pictures from uh, Cabo San Lucas and Baja, you know, based in, in south of California here. Uh, talk about that trip, which was not that long ago, uh, maybe last year. And you, you also dove with some white sharks. So talk about, you know, Cabo and Tonga and then some of the other animals that you don't see in the Azores that you've seen in these other okay. locations. Um, speaking about Tonga, the only difference is uh, that there in Tonga you can find 90%, maybe more, 90% of the time you can find humpback whales. Mm. That's it. Okay, there is a special period where you can find just humpbacks, and it's one of the paradise of humpback. And it, at the Azores, it's, it's different because is not the paradise of one species. It's just full of cetaceans in general mm. because it's one of the main points in the middle of their migration from the tropic till the Arctic. Right. In the middle, they, they can find this nine piece of land in this giant migration. They need just a pausa. Yeah. So they are spending their time feeding or sleeping or relaxing, resting, and after that, they're, they're moving. Right. So the, the main difference between Tonga and the Azores are the number of the species around. But you can never find so many humpbacks like in Tonga at really? the Azores, yeah. for example. Right. So if you are an humpback passionate, Tonga is one of the main places yeah. around the world. Right. Without, yeah. without that. Right. Uh, speaking about Cabo San Lucas is <laughs> totally different compared to yeah. Isers. Oh, man, it's a crowd of people. It's, <laughs> Partying oh man, it's and like people. A, oh, man. <laughs> that that, that um, part of my journey there was uh, complicated, yeah. really complicated. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you are spending eight months at the Azores without nobody around, with anyone around, and you're gonna spend three, four months in Cabo San Lucas. And you need, uh, yeah, it's you crazy. need to switch, you need to switch your brain. And <laughs> sometimes you can do it, sometimes not. Yes. And sp speaking about water, animals is a paradise, man. Cabo yeah. San Lucas is really beautiful. Um, you can see, you can play with sea lions in the water, okay? You can play with, uh, I think, uh, six, seven species of sharks. Yeah. Passing by blues, silky, um, amahead, mako, tiger, uh, um, ragged tooth, mm. okay? So it's really, it's really part of this. You can find mobulas there, not a giant manta or mobula that you can find in uh, in Pico, but you can find the fly mobula. Oh yeah, I don't know if you know. Oh, they, they are just flying out of the water. Yeah, I've seen them there. They are, yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's there. It's just in yeah. front of Cabo San Lucas. Yeah, they come flying and out of the water. They're pretty cool. Yeah. It's insane, man. <laughs> yeah. You're just watching your buoy, waiting a sharks. Yeah. And behind you, you heard a strange <laughs> noise like splash. Splash it. You turn your head and what's happening behind yeah. me? You just see the, the mobula flying out. And, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, they're so cool. <laughs> and they are thousand, man. Thousand. Yeah. All together. It's a giant. Creating a, this giant bowl. 
So it's uh, it's another paradise. Yeah, yeah. Now, how about the uh, your white shark interaction? Were you in a cage? Here's a couple shots of you taking filming a white shark. How was that? Like that experience? Just, just in just in the cage, man. Just in the cage, cool. and uh, it was unbelievable for one way because it was the first time I saw a great white. Mm. And for us, uh, is uh, for um, shark lovers, is some like uh, Santo Graal, you know what I mean? It's uh, yeah. is the top it's of like, the yeah. It's like the Mount Everest uh, of sharks, yeah. Exa- exactly, exactly. <laughs> but to be in the cage, man, no, I didn't like it. More than honest, yeah, I mean, right. you need to spend a lot of money. You need to travel a lot of hours for. Sp- Spend one hour in the cage, yeah. clones in the cage, and yeah. no, man. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, it's, it's it's not my way to leave the ocean. Sure, yeah, but it's neat. You, you tried it, you you saw it, and then you know now you know that it's not quite oh, man. for you. But yeah, cool. Yeah, super, put it on the bucket heavy. list. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> one of the other cool shots I'm looking at in down in Baja is there's a video of you swimming with I don't know, it must be thousands and thousands of jacks. You know, Jack's these nice, big, powerful fish. And again, it's just like being amongst so much wildlife in the water is just really fits us so special. And talk about that. I mean, you guys are looking for silky sharks and you've had this gigantic school of Jack's just swimming around you. Uh, there is a place in next to Cabo, Cabo um, San Lucas that is called Cabo Pulmo. Mm. It's a natural marine protected area from now i think 15 or 20 years and the biomass there yeah. grew it i think for 400 percent more than it was 15 years ago wow cool so it's a place where you you are just i'm used to say you are walking on the fish yeah because it's so full of them wow and every day of the year in every um season of the year you can find that tornado of jacks really is the famous yes it's always there man wow. every moment of the day and uh, is is the famous tornado of cabo pulmo ah, okay yeah uh, you, you can find a lot of picture in the water with uh, divers below uh, uh, sitting on the bottom right filming and shooting picture with all uh, the, with this giant tornado over them from the bottom Till the surface, man. Crazy. I was just, I was just on the surface, and I was. You saw how many fish around thousands. Man. So cool. And they're doing so well in this place. Yeah. The, I was shocked because I never found a a, a, a marine protected area like that one. Mm. Uh, Mexican guys there, they are just patrolling yeah. the beach with a gun. Oh wow, man. Cool for protect that place because they they realized that they were fishermen yeah 15 years ago and they realized that that was an incredible place but was the fish was disappearing because they were catching everything and they realized that maybe we can do some something more maybe we can make more money yeah making less effort making if you can understand what i mean yeah. and they started to protect that area they needed to fight it a lot with the illegal fishermen during the night. So yeah. the same dive master, the same owner of the diving center there, 
they are patrolling the beaches with a gunman for protect that place. It's yeah. so beautiful, man. Yeah, that's cool, and that's what's it, really it, neat. Yeah, I'm seeing that. There's another spot in farther down um, in Mexico called near part called Puerto Vallarta, and it's a really neat place called Punta Mita. And offshore of that, so it's mm-hmm. really special. Um, I'm blanking on the name of it, little tiny island, but it's a similar thing where these guys they're realizing that the the value of their their beautiful waters and the the animals there um, for ecotourism, for diving, to attract tourism dollars exactly. is much greater. Exactly than just wiping out the fish to sell them in the market, you know? And so it's neat to see that these, I mean, Mexico's not really, well, maybe it's kind of third world. I'm not really sure, but that they're, they're realizing <laughs> that, you know, um, it's so yes, cool. Cause yes. they have special, special places of the ocean, you know, when they protect it, it's great for, I mean, for everybody. And for, for example, it is something that you cannot see here in Italy, for example, this is so annoying me, man. And this is right. so painful for me. Because we have beautiful places here in Italy, beautiful beaches, uh, but we are not able to protect them. Huh. Um, yeah, you can um, put the sign here. This yeah. is a protected marine area, but after one hour, you go at home, you yeah. close the door of your home, and it's that's whatever. it. I don't care. Huh. Whatever is there. Yeah. So you have no idea what's happening during the night. Um, right so just less enforcement of the rules that that are created yeah, for the ocean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Damn. and it's something is changing at the azores last season we created four marine protected area oh cool around pico island and i just read on the facebook uh someone is trying someone is trying to create a huge marine protected area for cetaceans mm. Till uh, 1984, there was a lot of whale hunting at the Azores, man. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, yeah. They, they just realized that couldn't continue in that, that way. Yeah. They finished first because they realized that the whales, they were disappearing. And right. second, because they needed to enter in the European community. Yeah. So for they, they need to, 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 to stop. Stop. And they just moved for, to, to the whale watching. They realized right. that they're... Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear. Now, one of the things you also, I was looking at, and I don't speak Italian, so I couldn't quite understand it, but you made this really cool video of called like like Two Drops of Water, and it's on YouTube, and I'll put a link in it too. And so uh, it looked really yeah, neat. And, you, and, and, and it won't I, make me cry. It's, uh, is that your niece you, and nephew? Your family? Yes, and, man. It, yeah. Yes, man, I'm my nephews. Yeah, it's cool. Like, uh, so talk about that video. It's really neat. It looks like these two young kids are getting into the water and experiencing the ocean. You know, just take us through what, what you made there. Oh my, they are my the, my 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 treasures, man. Yeah. Uh, I try. I'm trying to 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 teach them and everything about oceans and the life in the water. Uh, unfortunately, my sister is not like me. It's completely the opposite. So I'm yeah. trying to teach them and bring them in the ocean. But my sister is the opposite. Yeah. So it's trying to, yeah. <laughs> yep. oh, don't do it. I'm scared. So I had only one solution. Enter in the, swimming pool, in the pool with them and try to realize that idea. Uh, in that video, they are just to ask to every. Oh, yes. Um was incredible first because it was the first time with them in the water. Mm. Uh, t- till uh, that moment, they were just touching the water with the, the fingers of the f- 
foods, you know, it's oh, just, wow. yes, like I said, you, my sister is totally uh, the opposite of me. She's super scared about water, ocean, all my, all my family that's completely right. different compared <laughs> to me. So, yeah, I'm, the only, I'm the only crazy one. So, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so for me, it was a special moment. I needed to, to have the permit to the, to the pool. So I had a great help to, from them. And uh, I just spent three hours in the water with them, tried to ask them to imitate every single animals they, uh, they were. They, yeah, they were, they were remember. How is it in English? They were remember. Yeah. They were remembering yep. in the water in that moment. So how you can see, there is Diego doing the sharks. Yeah. And there, there is Sara trying to imitate the mobulas. And my idea was try to... Um, compare that that mo- their movement with um, the sharks' movement or the mobulas' movement uh, with the, some I was in English fade in fade out yeah yeah play, play with the editing yeah that's and cool there is some, the message from that video is the same and it's stop with the garbage in the water yeah uh, young children's like them they need to swim in the ocean without yeah. problems they need to see the animals that we saw and uh, they deserve everything we saw yeah uh, there is a special sentence from sarah sarah is the name of the girl hmm. and she's trying to explain the first moment she saw the ocean and the water was cold uh, there was full of rocks because she was in Pico. Like I said, it's full of lava. Yeah. So the water was cold. There was a lot of rocks. I saw small fishes next to the coast, but I didn't enter in the water because the water was too dirty. Oh. And man, this is so painful for me. Yeah. And um, so the, there is a, in the end, there is a, the same message like always, man, please. Preserve the ocean, yeah. please, please, guys. Yeah, please. that's cool, man. But and it was an inc- it was an incredible moment for me, more than us. One of my special moments. Yeah, know? it was really cool. And look, I didn't even like I mentioned that I I didn't I couldn't understand the dialogue because I don't speak Italian. But I under I watched through it and it struck me. I think um, the way you intended it to, which is you under I could tell that you were you're bringing these kids into the water and they were mimicking animals. And you could just see that yes. I could see the purpose of the video, and it was very—it was just very neat. You know, I think there's so much that we can all do to to two things. One is help educate the kids, you know, because Except. it's protecting the water is going to be their job pretty soon when we're gone or, or exactly. older, et cetera. Exactly. And when they love it because they're connected to it, there's a greater chance that they'll do something for I'm, it. You know? I'm, so I really I'm trying like, to do this. Yeah. And thanks to this video, uh, if you want to see the, 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 the full videos, there is, I think, the link uh, for, for the, um, the YouTube channel. You yeah. can see the four minutes video with the English subtitles. So oh, cool. uh, take four, four minutes of your time man, and go there and check. Yeah. But uh, I was saying you, uh, thanks to this video, I, can, I have the opportunity to go to the school of my nephews and uh, try to speak with the, all the young guys there. Oh, cool. So, yeah, man, I'm preparing some easy 
and uh, funny videos for trying to explain them how how, how is beautiful the ocean yeah changes. yeah that's very how, neat. yeah so, so i'm trying i'm trying yeah so you're basically if i kind of summarize like you fell in love with the ocean you started filming it taking pictures and now you are you have an opportunity to share that with others in schools and, and kids and the youth of today to help them also appreciate it. And like we said, you know, hopefully they won't throw their trash out there or they'll do something yes. you know, to make yes. sure that it's, it stays, you know, as clean as it can be. That's cool. So then Stefano, let me ask you, man. And like, what do yeah. you see five, five years out or maybe 10 years out in terms of where you see your, what you're doing with your filming and conservation for sharks in the ocean. What do you th- what do you hope to accomplish? Maybe in like five or ten years, you know, in a perfect world. <sighs> I need to... <laughs> That's an <laughs> easy one. <laughs> Not. <laughs> oh man, no, because you just has me in the perfect world, you know. Yeah. And unfortunately, we are not in the perfect world. And no, I- I'm not negative. I'm not negative but man i'm you're, fighting every day and yeah, i'm seeing every realistic. day really I'm, I'm i'm more than realistic now and uh, maybe i can create in this moment a lot of enemies mm-hmm. to me but uh, man traveling around the world you can see a lot of part of the ocean already gone yeah and uh, it's i'm already thinking for a lot of part of the ocean is it's not too late but it's we are almost there man mm. i cannot I, I i don't want to tell you where or yeah. um, because it's like i said i don't want to create me enemies right um but uh, we need to do serious things now mm. stop to play stop to talk because we are talking too much man in the last five, six years, I heard people talking and talking and talking. I'm, I'm speaking about politicians. Yeah. Poli- politicians is correct in English. Yeah, yeah, politicians. Yeah, you got it. Politician, politicians. Let's talk. Talk yeah. to tall guys. We need to, to do something. Uh, so if you ask me if I have a solution, man, just I, – I don't have – we need to stop to – eat fish mm-hmm. but it's impossible mm-hmm. <laughs> it's impossible for some part of the world some, for some population of course but of course for a lot of different reasons they cannot because they have just um that resource you know yeah, right that's what they got for they food. Have, yeah they, of course so they, they have no other solution uh, so First, stop to eat fish. Second, stop with pollution, garbage, and everything. But, man, it's... Yeah, a lot of big problems. It's impossible, man. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Now, in this moment, it's impossible. We need to wait uh, so many years yeah. that I'm thinking. Yeah. But, you know, I think, and I, I agree with that, and it can be, you know, when you look at, when you think about all those major challenges and problems out there, it can get um, make you a little bit sad and just... Um, a little bit down on yeah, it. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just sad, man. Maybe I'm just sad. That's yeah, it. no, and I get, I get it. I, I agree, and I feel the same way when I think about some of this for sure. And what I, what I kind of realize, not kind of, what I realized too after the podcast and speaking with a lot of other folks, just like you, who have dedicated their lives to 
awareness and, and preservation and conservation. Um, and even just folks like me who do it, you know, as we can, you know, um, with children, et cetera, is doing it something, you know, whatever you can do is, is good. You're, you're making films and you're now talking with school children. You're sharing, you know, a lot of other people do that too. You know, here where I am, it's like, I spend a lot of time with my kids in the water and their friends. And with that connection to the water, they realize how special it is and they are starting to pick up trash or they understand that they probably shouldn't order a certain type of fish on the menu because it's just not sustainable, you know? So that awareness, every little piece of awareness we could do, I think is good. Um, you know, and just, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But if I can see one thing, man, that all around the world is full of people that is fighting mm -hmm. against all these horrible things. But in the same moment, there is the same number of people is fighting mm. against. Right. Man, I, I saw dad, some dad, with the children in the middle of the lake, mm. fishing and killing sea lions, man. It's, oh, come really? on, come on, daughter, come on, pull, pull. And I was behind them filming because, yeah. oh, man, it's, oh, it's yeah. so what You're I'm thinking, there. there is a lot... Yeah, there is a lot of people like me try to explain to the young generation what they have to do, what they have to preserve. Uh, and I'm constantly doing this and I'm going to do this for all my future. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you I'm stopping here. I'm yeah. just sad, man. I'm yeah. just sure. sad to see this and, and maybe tired to yeah. see all these horrible things. But we need to fight a lot against half of global population mm -hmm. we are split split just in two now what i'm thinking we are just in two half population it really is really fighting against all this but the rest of the population is just don't don't care yeah man. yeah just, they have their problems they are thinking just yeah just consuming yeah yeah i think yeah that, and, i agree with that saying, yeah i agree with that man well we're going to put links to your videos here and get the word out. And I know that it's, I'm Thank you. Thank super you. inspired to, to chat with you and see all the neat stuff you're doing, all the pictures and animals you're with and just the hard work you're putting in. So I appreciate Thank that. Thank you very much. Thank and, you very much. And I know folks listening to the podcast will also be inspired, you know, and uh, yeah, man. So Stefan, I want to thank you for being here today and, and sharing so much with us. I really pleasure, my friend. I was super happy. Like I said, you and more happy now. Yeah, cool, 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 man. Well, hey, the really, Azores, really true. it's on my bucket list destination too, so I hope maybe one day I can get out there and, and do some diving with you. I would love that. C come to visit me. Come yeah, to man. visit me. Yeah. Please, please. Awesome. It's changing. It's going to change your life. Yeah. Oh, it looks so cool for sure. All right, man. Well, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome, my friend. All right. Take care. Hey there. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. We really appreciate all the support. Uh, if you like what you heard, uh, please, you know, uh, hype us up on social media. Always appreciate, you know, spreading the word. Uh, give us a nice little rating on the, uh, your podcast app and uh, just keep tuning in. If you're interested in being on the show and sharing some of your life stories, uh, hit me up, josh at thisoceanlife.tv. You can PM me uh, on uh, Facebook or Instagram. Anyway, thanks again for being here and uh, have a great day.